You're sitting at the dinner table and can sit with one person from the past, present, or future. Who and why? Whoa. <laughs> What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Q&A Friday, where me and maybe a guest answer your questions. If you have a question you want answered on this podcast, email roughnextpodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it. One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor, share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. up everybody welcome to episode 70 we're in the green room again for this recording still haven't yet to paint it but that's beside the point but if you're a loyal fan you know every 10 episodes is q a friday it's episode 60 70 80 90 whatever you know we have q a friday and you might be like what the hell is q a friday q a friday is where me and possibly a guest today i have a guest will sit here and answer your questions from the fans whatever question it is and you might be like well how do i get my question answered all you gotta do is send an email over to roughnextpodcast at gmail.com and listen every 10 episodes and you might get to hear your question answered but today i want to introduce my guest it is the first guest for q a friday considering this is only q a friday number two but q a friday number two guest is mr dante fair aka d fair what's going on dante what's up cole what's up everyone happy to be here i'm excited I've been needing to get you on because, you know, before we dive into this episode too far, I, I, we and you go back a decent, like a heck of a long way from, you know, playing against each other in bitty ball and football to becoming teammates in middle school and football and then high school. And then we ended up becoming competitors again and playing against each other in college a little bit. But (laughs) I mean, we, I remember back in the day, freaking you, uh, one of my, I shouldn't say favorite, but. I remember sophomore year is when we kind of started getting closer and you used mm-hmm. to always give me your lunch at lunch. Sorry, Christy, you don't, you shouldn't be hearing this, but you used to give me your lunch because your mom would check to see if you ate lunch because you were cutting weight for uh, wrestling, which is probably not the healthiest way to cut weight, but Hey, it happens. But yeah, I remember that back in high school. That's one of my, like, I shouldn't funniest memories of us. Yeah, she would like, I didn't even know you could check <laughs> to see if your, uh, if your kid got lunch or not, but she came up to me one day and was like, why aren't you getting lunch? And I was like, oh, no, I better start just buying it and giving it to someone then because she was checking every single day to see if I was eating. Yeah, I was bulking at the time, so it worked out well. I got two lunches a day. Of course, I mean, you never got much in high school. You got a chicken sandwich, and that was about it. Oh, yeah, unless you went to the little uh, the little extras bar, mm-hmm. you got, like, muffins and stuff that they had. Yeah, but that always cost, like, you know, $2 extra, and you're like, man. My mom would be like, how are you out of money already? Well, I bought like six lunches in one day and three extras. And she's like, yeah, you got to quit doing that. Yeah. Well, mom, I'm hungry. What do you want me to do? <laughs> um, but 
you know, you were actually one of the first contributors to the podcast. Teddy was probably technically, I mean, yeah, he's technically the first. He did the first ever episode with me and everything, and he was the co-host for a while. But you actually made all of the music for the Roughnecks podcast. You were responsible for, you know, ever since, I don't know when it actually changed, but I, I texted you one day and I was like, hey, I need like a theme song for this podcast or like an intro, a song. You sent me a couple different things and I was like, this one's the one. You put some voice over it. And then it's ever since then, I've been like, hey, I need this. Hey, I need this. And you actually, what you guys just heard before this episode started was the first time that I got played Q&A Friday, the new music intro for Q&A Friday. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Q&A Friday, where me and maybe a guest answer your questions. If you have a question you want answered on this podcast, email roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it. But you made every single beat for this podcast. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad I could help you out, too, because um, it's crazy. When you first contacted me about um, the music for the podcast and stuff, I was in the middle of making a, like a podcast of my own for a media class I was in. And um, I had already been making music for that for like the cut scenes and the intro and stuff. And then when you asked me about it, I was like, oh, wow, I've already been doing this. Might as well just help you out. And then I'm glad you liked a couple of the beats I sent too. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I think uh, people like it too. I get some crap sometimes like, you're now tuning in. And I'm like, you know what? It sounds good, all right? It, it actually sounds official. It's not this fake stuff that I, I used to just take some stuff off the internet and use it and just, because I didn't know, I don't know how to make music. I'm terrible at it. I can edit a podcast, but when it comes to actually like making beats and stuff, no, I'm out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it was super exciting. I'm glad I could do that for you. Just to give our fans a little, like, background on who you are, tell, like, the Roughnecks fans, like, who who is Dante Fair at this time? Uh, so, yeah, my name's Dante Fair. Uh, I graduated from Watkins Memorial High School, class of 2017, with Cole. Um, after high school, I went on to the College of Worcester, and I played football up there. And um, Go Bishops. <laughs> yeah um currently i'm just uh working like a nine to five for an insurance technology company and uh, i'm also working on a company of my own on the side um but yeah i'm just continuing to better myself with this new year i need to get back in the gym that's one thing that i want to do and i need you to get on me about that <laughs> dude back i have yet to be to the gym i think i've went once this year so, hey, so i'm, I'm behind as well <laughs> Even though I talk about it all the time on this podcast, you know, you got to do what you want. Yeah, I'm not I, I don't always practice what I preach, but you know what? There comes a time when you uh, wake the hell up and you just kind of you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. But so, you know, it's kind of cool that you talked about starting your own business because it's crazy to look at where we were in high school. And well, I think one of these questions actually relates to what I'm about to say, but like. I don't think either of us expected to be in the position we are today. Like I, I would have never guessed that I'd even have a podcast first off, but it's crazy. Like from high school to now, how much things have changed. Yeah, it is honestly really crazy. I mean, coming out of high school, graduating high school, I thought I wanted to be a doctor and I was set on majoring in chemistry and just going like full throttle for that. And then I realized that I really didn't, want to be in school for 12 more years so I found something else that interested me and just ran with that but to um, highlight your point about how everything's changed a lot it's just it's crazy how as time passes your mindset changes and how 
how ex- like life experiences change that mindset as well. And it's just, I'm, I'm very thankful for everything that's happened in my life that have, has made my mindset change. And I'm just, I'm just happy for our whole friend group too, to see everyone like pursuing their dreams in their own way. Yeah, exactly. And like, you have those friends, like me and you were this way where, you know, we don't see each other. I don't even know the last time we've seen each other. It's been a while since we've actually like hung out, but like, I know I could call you today and you do like, if, if I needed something, you'd do it for me. Or like, even when I just text you, I'm like, Hey, I need some new music. You like, you get back to me in like less than a week. So it's like you, you grow apart from your friends from high school, but at the same time, like you have those, like, I almost want to say like five or six people. <coughs> <coughs> five or six people that you like still remain in contact with. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that I've actually had to like, you have to realize growing up and like, once you graduate from high school and college, like you might, you might not see your friends every day. You might not talk to them every day, but they're still your friends and they still love you and they'll still do whatever for you. It's just, everyone has life going on and everyone has to do their own things to make, make sure that they can live the life they want to, you know? Heck, some of the people we graduated have kids by now. So and married and stuff it, it's just weird i never forget freaking going to a wedding like our freshman year of college like after our freshman year and i'm like what and what is going on right now this doesn't even feel real like are we adulting i don't like it <laughs> yeah i know yeah that was i was like oh wow I'm, i know i'm not ready for marriage yet i know that oh, no but... god no <laughs> but so for q a friday number two here's this is the first time we're going to do kind of this setup what i'm going to do is i'm going to read off like three I, we talked about it the other day, me and you did about how, you know, these questions are sent to me. So I like kind of have a just for the questions, but like, I don't prepare for them. I don't have like notes written down in front of me. Dante doesn't either. Dante has no clue what the questions are, but <laughs> I made headings for these uh, questions. I'm going to read three of them off to you. You pick which one. I'll read the question. We'll answer it. All right. But so the first three and I'm missing one. I had three. I had to, I got to look and see which three I wanted. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, well, I know what it is. So um, because it was actually asked by Carter Franklin. Um, So the first three are social media and happiness, dinner table or where you are versus where you were. Mm, Let's do social media happiness. This is a question from Tyler Ruff, actually. He uh, sent me this that day. I posted that on my uh, Snapchat and was like, hey, I need questions. But so it is. How do people stay mentally happy while their while their phones and TV and media are always telling them to be afraid? You want to kick it off? Or you want me to? Oh, I, I I can do it. So um, I've actually struggled with this too. Um, so for me, what I've had to start doing is you just have to realize that everything that or social media is a highlight of people's lives it's a highlight 100 what i was thinking yes think of think about the huddle highlight tapes that we made in high school all that you only post your best plays you're not going to post a play of you getting burnt for 60 yards down the field you know so you're not going to see the bad of anybody's life on social media unless it's just people ranting about things that they want to get off their chest and they use that as kind of a space to get things off their chest but Social media is literally just a highlight of people's lives. And you got to realize that you can't compare your life to someone else's life because everybody has their own experiences. Like you can't look at someone on Instagram and see that they're always on the beach having fun, partying, da, 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 and then relate that to your life 
and think that you're not in a place where you should be just because you're not where they are. And that's really what I've had to like come to terms with is just everybody is unique and everybody has their own life experiences. So you can't, you can't create an idea of someone based off their highlight tape. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. That's like where I was going to go with this. Hey, there's that other question. Um, but I, uh, like you look at like, it is, it's a highlight reel. And that's, we've talked about that on this, on this podcast multiple times with different guests, but you can't look at everybody's social media and think that's the life you want because what, like what you see, you don't get to behind the scenes. And like, people also look at, you know, somebody will post, they got this new car or they got whatever new house. And it's like, Oh, it must be nice. And it's like, you don't see too, like the hard work that they might probably put in to freaking get where they're at. And that's where it's hard. And I think one of the best things like to kind of, you know, s- control your mental because social media can like destroy your mental game. And I think one of the best things, it's actually something I started doing is like limiting your social media because we all get caught in it. It's the end of the scroll where you just sitting there at night, laying in bed and you just don't stop. You're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. You just continue to go on it. So what I started doing personally is, you know, you can put your phone on do not disturb. So from at nine o'clock at, uh, at night, my phone automatically goes to do not disturb. And so I don't see, you know, I don't get tempted to see these notifications. Oh, I got a new Snapchat. I got a, you know, cause I get notifications from the roughnecks Instagram pretty constantly. And I, you know, I'll go check that, see how a post is doing. But like now I'm limiting myself from 9, 8, 9 p.m. till about 7.15 in the morning because I wake up, I try to wake up at 5, but at the latest I wake up at 7. So, like, it at least gives me time to, like, get out of bed, not, you know, because that's what a lot of us do. The last thing we do at night is look at our phones, and the first thing we do in the morning is look at our phones. And that's what I've tried to limit myself because it's best you got to limit yourself. Otherwise, you get caught in that endless scroll. And that's what social media wants. That's the bad thing about these social media, the people who own these companies they continuously try to draw you in. That's all they do. That's why they have like the reels, the TikTok. I love TikTok, but it is the worst app. It is the most addictive app because you can sit there and scroll for two hours and not know what happened. Yeah, it's like, um, I actually learned this in a media class I was taking at school too. It's, um, they, they create these sites. Um, it's kind of like a lottery game. Like, you know, you scroll, you can swipe down, you see the refresh and then boom, you get a new post. And you're like, oh, excited, that excited feeling because you got a new post to look at. And they create it like that just so people become addicted to it. So you just got to, you definitely got to, you got to know yourself, but know that um, everything you see on social media is not real life. No. And like to the kind of to the point, like he's talking, Tyler said, you know, how do you, what, it tells him to be scared. and you have to know what's real news and what's not because of how much stuff is out there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I don't care what it is. People post things just so they get likes. And 100%. like not everything's real news. Some things are literally just to get you to look at them, just, just to get you to look into it. And that's literally all it is. It's clickbait essentially is all it is. And you have to like, you know, I've, you start to realize as you get older, because when we're younger, we're like, oh, what? This happened? And you start looking at it. But like now you start to realize like not everything's real. Not everything's the truth. It's sometimes it's bullcrap. And you just got to I, I think the biggest thing to staying mentally happy with social media is limiting your exposure to it. Not no, don't get me wrong. Social media can be a great tool because it is the only reason this podcast gets any recognition, really, because I use that and that's how I expand. But you have to know your limits. You said something very good there. Um, it's a tool. Like it is a tool for you. You can build your own brand on it. You can market yourself. It is a tool, but do not let 
social media use you as the tool and that's pretty that's pretty much where i'm gonna end that yeah and sure. going off that like it doesn't define you how many likes you get does not define who you are it doesn't define your life it doesn't matter like at the end of the day it's just like it's almost like a popularity thing and but yeah so i think we answered that one pretty freaking good just kicking off this episode pretty good so I'll get I'll throw uh, three more. We're gonna stick with two of the same ones and then a new one. So where you are, where you were versus where you are, dinner table and about you. Um, let's do dinner table. Oh, I've actually <laughs> answered this question. That's why I threw it in here because it's actually a deep one. And this is from Sierra. Uh, met her on TikTok. She hopped in my lives and actually just threw this question at me out of nowhere, and I was like, whoa. Um. <laughs> So uh, you're sitting at the dinner table and can sit with one person from the past, present, or future. Who and why? Whoa. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly my response when she first asked me that. I was just like, damn. All right. The past, present, or future has to be one person. Um, Man. <laughs> I'll kick it um, off because I already know right. my answer. Okay. So mine would probably be my grandfather. Um, he died when I was in fifth grade. And, you know, I was somewhat close to him. But, like, you grow up and you realize, like, you know, you had a relationship with him. But you're like, damn, what, what would that relationship be like now? And it, and he was, like, he was just, like, I, you know, I hear stories all the time. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could just, like, you know, have one more conversation, like, and also, like, you because, know, like, things have changed a lot since I was in fifth grade and where I'm at, so it's, like, I wish I could go back and just have one more conversation with my grandfather, because um, I feel like I never really had, like, a, you know, an actual, like, true conversation with him, because I was in fifth grade, or fourth, third, fourth, fifth grade, and then, you know, you never really get to have a deep, sensual conversation. Right, yeah, no, I feel that for sure, and when you're that young, you, I mean, you don't really think that deeply either to even have that deep of a conversation <clears throat> but um man I, I was thinking over here still can't figure it out but I would say if we're I'll stick with family too and I'd probably say my um my great uncle Bruce and uh because he, he passed away tragically um when I was younger I don't remember what age exactly but it was kind of the same deal um I used to go to work with him all the time. He owned a, um, like a lawn care business and we would just, we just have, we'd have fun. I mean, for my, my young mind, I guess it was fun. It was just riding around with him. We would ride quads and stuff. And, um, I also just, I never really got to, I mean, I knew him, but I never got to really get to know him personally on an adult level, just because, I mean, when you're an adult, I'm not going to talk to a third, fourth or fifth grader about like, real life problem yeah, like i don't but, i don't sit there and have conversations with my nieces that i'd have with my brother-in-law or my sister or whatever exactly so yeah i think that would be <clears throat> i would really enjoy that just to kind of pick his brain but also just like to find out exactly what type of person he was just because i i mean i only hear stories now i remember i have the the slight memories that like we um like when we were together when i was younger but other than that i don't remember much exactly and that's uh, kind of just going off this is like take those moments in now that we're older. We, I think we definitely start to take those moments in more because I think we start to slow down a lot more and like realize like, you know, these times aren't going to last forever. 
you know i've thought about that like i have no grandparents left all my grandparents have passed away and you know i i look at back sometimes and i'm like i don't necessarily regret because i don't like to say like i don't like to regret things i don't think you should regret anything in life but like i wish i'd like you know spend a little more time over there instead of like oh i gotta go rake leaves at my grandma's or i gotta go mow my grandma like and it's just like you know those were actually the times like i I always mowed my grandma's the one off there off 40 and i i mowed that for freaking since i was in like fourth grade and um you, you know like she'd always sit there and watch me and i hated when she watched me because she always told me i was going too fast on the mower but like I look back and I'm like, you know, those are like I'd, I'd do anything to do that again. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could do it. But so we got more. We got where you were versus where you are, about you and risk. Oh, let's get this. Uh, let's let's do the where uh, where you where were you... versus where you are. Yep. So this one's from Carter Franklin. So I ask on all my episodes now. I've, he's the first guest that I did it to, and I haven't had a guest since. So. But I ask all my guests to give a question for Q&A Friday because it just creates, you know, some different questions. And uh, this one is where you are right now. We, we kind of already hit on this one. Where you are right now. Did you see yourself here five years ago? Why or why not? Um, I personally did not. Um, like, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I, five years ago. So what I would have been like graduating high school. Um, I like I said, I thought I was going to be a doctor. I was fully set on it. Graduating high school, God, I'm starting to feel a little old. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) um, yeah, I was fully set on being a doctor. Any senior night activities that um said like, what are your future plans for school and stuff? It was always I was going to be a a sports medicine doctor. Da da da, and um, obviously like that, I decided not to do that, but, um, and I'm glad I did because I found a lot of opportunities from not, I wouldn't say, so I still had to hit the books in school, but if I would have been a chemistry major, I would have been in the books 24 seven. There's no free time there. Um, but I, there's a lot of opportunities that were created for me just from networking and just, um, finding the right people to surround myself with while I was at school. But to answer the question, no, I did not see myself where I am now five years ago. Yeah, I did not either as well. I, oh, five years ago, first off, you know, I had no clue exactly what I wanted to do after college. Um, yeah, I think the only thing I might have been able to guess is the fact that I'm working a manual labor job because um, <laughs> that's what I've done pretty much my whole life. So like, it, which, well, I don't know. I was going to college. so I was thinking maybe possibly I wouldn't be doing that ever again but um you know i wouldn't like i said earlier i never thought i'd even have a podcast i didn't even really know what a pod i didn't even listen to podcast until i started podcasting and you know i would have never thought that i'd have my own brand essentially or and uh I, honestly i didn't think i'd even make it through college but <laughs> somehow did that well after my freshman year i was like there is no way i'm gonna graduate because i had like a 1.65 or something and i was like you know, and you were a good student in high school, just like I was. I had a three seven out of high school, and you know, not anything like spectacular, but it's still a damn good GPA. And then I went to college, and you learn real quick. Holy shit, you actually have to study for these tests. Oh yeah, that that first year, that first semester definitely smacks you in the face. You're just, you look at your grade, you're like, 
what that's why they uh when you're scheduling your classes they have someone there with you because they're like listen you do not want to take this class yet you need to Mm -hmm. ease your way into it you're like no i'll be fine no i wasn't fine (laughs) i also was like yeah i'll be a Uh, that was my thing too like i was like you i went into college thinking i was going to go into computer science and you know do computer programming shit fuck no God, that shit's hard. I give props to the people who can do that, dude. I remember sitting there in class and like we're working on an assignment and I'm watching everybody else like on their computers just typing away. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Like, and like my professor, and he was good, he was a smart guy and knew a lot, but he was not the best at like helping you when you really didn't understand anything. But it, yeah, like, and that's like a point too to like, you know, if anybody, young listeners or really anybody, because like, he, we could ask the same question in five years and it'd probably be the same answer. Like we wouldn't right. think where we, where we are, but like, just know, have a plan, you know, have a plan, but expect that plan to change and don't be like scared of change because it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. Like, just look at our world today. Like no one expected COVID to even become a thing. And now we're going through everything. And like, and it, like people, you know, people also thought, Oh, it's going to be gone and like you know a few months no it's still here and like that's what's crazy is like you got the, the like world and you got things happening around the world that are weighing into kind of your life not directly but in- indirectly like they they make an impact and you know every things happen and there's nothing you can do about it and another thing on top of that is i mean i live by this and i it, it's hard to it's hard to understand sometimes but just everything happens for a reason. And I, I 100% believe that the worst possible thing could happen to me. And I'm still going to believe that it happened for a reason because there's some lesson that I need to learn from this situation. And it's gotten me through a lot of things. And even with like change, don't be afraid of change. Change is what makes you grow. And then with, with along with that change, with, along with change comes um, like that, what I said, everything happens for a reason. So anything, any, obstacle you run into while you are going through that change is for a reason a hundred percent i actually have a video that or a sound i'll post the video on youtube but actually you know what we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back i'm gonna have this video because it kind of relates going off exactly what you just said today's episode is brought to you by roughnextpodcast.com if you want to support the podcast then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and grab you some of that Roughnecks merch. We have everything from t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, hats, and many more. Stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door, and I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter, and it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. All right, so we're back and I found a video. That's kind of the reason we took the break. I had to find this video, but I want to play this quick little video and just it kind of just listen to it. I don't know if you've heard it, Dante, but I think this is a military guy. It's on the Joe Rogan podcast, I believe. I found it on TikTok and I saved it because I actually might make an episode relating to this, but here it is. Story of the Chinese farmer. You ever seen that? No. Where, so he loses his horse, and everybody in the town comes over, and they say, oh, well, that's, that's terrible. And he's like, um, maybe. And then the next day, seven wild horses come back, and they all come over, and they say, oh, well, that's great. And he says, well, maybe. 
And the next day, his kid has taken out one of the wild horses and breaks his leg. And the whole town comes over and they say, oh, that's terrible, isn't it? He says, maybe. And the next day, the conscription officers come over and they're, you know, taking people into the military to go fight. And they pass by his son because he's got a broken leg. And the whole town comes over and they say, you know, and they say, oh, that's great now, isn't it? He says, maybe. And the point of it is that you you never really know if something is bad or good because you don't know how that's going to affect the rest of your life. That right there is going off like everything happens for a reason. And like, you know, we look at these bad times, we look at our good times, but we don't know if it's good or bad thing. We really don't. Cause like, you know, uh, there's been breakups. Like I'll just come out and say it. There's been breakups that I've had where, you know, at the time you're like, damn, this sucks. Like, I really like this one. You know, I, I've had times where I'm like, ah, man, I thought this was actually the one. But then I like, now I'm where I'm at. And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad. Like, I'm happy that this happened because it, like, how things were. And it's just like everything that happens, good or bad, you don't know if it's good or bad until, like, there's good things that could happen to you that could later on be bad. And you mm. just have no clue. And it's, it's one of those things that, that, that when I like heard that, I was like, damn, like that that actually hits pretty damn deep. And like, when you really sit there and think about it and like, it, the point is like the good things or bad things, you don't know how they're going to affect your life. Yeah. You, you literally have no idea until you look back on it and you're like, wow, I would not be here if that wouldn't have happened to me or exactly. vice versa. You know, it's life. Life is crazy. That's all life is. Life is a roller coaster for sure. hundred percent. So we're going to go into the next one and I'm going to pick this one um this one i'll pick this one it's, it's about you and i, I should have phrased this better but um because <laughs> i know the question it is from ali good old ali if you're listening you're welcome your question made it on um but it is what is the worst thing about you and the only reason i actually kept this in here because the first one i was like why the hell would i ask that like who, who the like why would i just call myself out like that but then i also looked at it like it's good to sometimes look at yourself and say what is the worst thing about me because when you point out the worst thing about you sometimes it like hits you like damn i i need to change something so i'll kick it to you do you want to start it or you want me to yeah i can start it i i think i have an answer all right um the worst thing about me i would say is probably my confidence and um i'm not sure what that stems from maybe just being like just being different in school like um not even different personality wise but different color wise when I first came to Watkins I mean I was like one of the few black people there um, we have like 10 maybe yeah it was uh so I think that kind of started off the whole confidence thing always thinking in the back of my head I'm different and then that converting to me just not thinking I'm good enough but it's just yeah I would say confidence it's um like I believe in myself. I wouldn't say I don't believe in myself, but there just comes like a point in time or points in time where I don't think what I'm doing is good enough or me, myself, I'm not good enough. And then sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and you're just like, you're doing the best you can right now. Mm -hmm. Like just keep going. Exactly. And I'm kind of going off of that with mine, but mine's a little bit different is like, it's an expansion off of it because I look at sometimes I, am not confident enough because I don't, I don't, I'm afraid sometimes to step out of my comfort zone because I like, I get stuck with the things that I like. And it's, you know, I've been, I know I've been the past few or this episode or last episode and the one that coming out next Monday, 
is you know it's about you know my job and like just basically doing what makes you do what makes you happy and stuff you know people are going to tell you oh you should do this you should do that but like do what you want to do and like but that's also one of the things people have brought up to me like you know you're still in this job i think because of the fact that you're comfortable with it and like yeah part of that is the truth but also at the same time like i I love my job but like you know i look at there was a lot of things where, you know, it takes me like this podcast took me a while to kind of step out of my comfort zone. Like I was afraid to post it on my Instagram. Cause I'm like, what are people going to think that I have a podcast? Are they going to think it's dumb? But then I also got to the point where I was like, I don't, I really don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but you know, it, it's, it's a hard thing to do is like this. Once you, you find what's comfortable, it's hard to like do something that's uncomfortable. It, it, it's not easy. And I know we talk about it on this podcast. Like you have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to, Da, da, da. like yeah what i what i'd say on this podcast what people say on this podcast we're not saying that we 100 percent always do it like nobody's perfect we also learn from those mistakes but like you know stepping out of your comfort zone for me is or stepping out of my comfort zone is one of the things that i do struggle with because i i stay with what i know and i've kind of been i've gotten better 100 percent. like because like i was it's crazy like i didn't like speaking in front of people when i was you know in high school but I still don't really care for it, but like I've asked, been asked uh, by a couple of my uh, old teachers and professors, like, "Hey, you want to come speak to the class?" And I'm like, "Let's do it!" Like, you know what? There's only one way to get over that fear is to go and do it. So exactly, that's the best way. It's not a bunch of people; it's just a class. So I'll do it. But you know, it's it's one of those stepping out of your comfort zone is probably the worst thing about, or not stepping out of my comfort zone enough is one of my biggest weaknesses, in my opinion. So next three, we got risk. One last chance in dealing with death. Cool. Um, let's do one last chance. I'm liking the sound of that. You're not gonna like it. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you will. It's another one from Sierra who uh, hit you hit us with that deep question earlier. But oh shoot, <laughs> uh, she asked a lot of deep questions. She has more too. That's what's. I'm like, where the hell do you come up with? <laughs> yeah. them to me. I'm like, all right, listen, I can't do that many deep questions. I gotta, you know, keep the mood a little light, but. Um, it's 10 minutes to talk to one person before you die. Who and what do you say? <laughs> oh my goodness. You got 10 minutes and it's one person. First off, are they hundred percent answering the phone? Because I can't always, the person that I might say, she might not answer the phone. So I don't even know. <laughs> we'll just say they're hundred percent going to answer. Okay. Um, me personally, if I had like 10 minutes left, um, I'd call my mom and uh very nice lady awesome lady and that's pretty much just because um she's like one of the few people who have been who has been there for me since birth obviously um she goes above and beyond in every aspect of being a mother and it's just um i would just i would just use those 10 minutes to just make sure she knows how much i appreciate everything she's done for me mm-hmm. you know people might think they're these are because I'm the same way. I, see, that's my. Th- I can I choose my mom and my dad at the same time? Is that does that count? Because like, how do I choose? I mean, I feel like if you call one of them and they're together, you'll. They're still always be able together. To I mean, that's, unless they're at work, they're to, they're here at the house. But so I'm I'm gonna choose my parents as a singular phone call. But you know, it people might say, "Oh, this is such a cliche answer," but like you know, everybody listening knows if you had to like, so I'm a mama's boy. We're both mama's boys. Like, listen, if I had to talk to one person like one last time, it, it's a hundred percent going to be, you know, the, the people that raised me, the person that 
was always, like you said, always there for you. And through the good times, bad times, who, you know, was on our ass, but also teaching us a lesson that we didn't realize until we're 23. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that you, you want to talk to them. And I, I choose my parents and, you know, I just, I do the same thing, like tell them, you know, how thankful I am for how hard they work. Cause like they had four kids that they, they raised and, you know, we didn't always have a crap load of money, but I always tell people like, I didn't grow up poor because I had everything I needed, but I didn't have everything I wanted. But there's right. also a lesson built inside of that. Like, he, I'm glad that I didn't have everything I wanted because I, I didn't want to become like a spoiled little brat. Like, I, we, we see it all the time, not trying to knock anybody or anything. But like, you know, you see people who grow up, you know, with, you know, I don't want to, I kind of sound like a dickhead for saying this, but like with daddy's money. And then, but like they, when they get later in life, I feel like they're not, you know, they're not good with their money and they're not used to like this whole bills thing. And like, you know, like nobody's used to bills when they first get them, but they, but like the point is, is like you learn lessons when you aren't handed everything in life. Yeah. And you just, you, you definitely, you learn, you learn what money is worth too. Cause I feel like when you're younger, you don't really realize that like, oh, if I buy this candy bar, I'm taking my mom's last cash out of her wallet or you know what i mean you don't realize that but when you get older you're like wow this four dollars snickers bar is not worth it you know no, like, it may taste good but it ain't worth four dollars right it's it's crazy what happens like i realized so we talked a little bit about this before the episode i don't even know if i've said this on the podcast but like you know i quit when january 1st hit no it was not a new year's resolution because i just knocked new year's resolutions in the first episode of the year i think new year's resolutions are dumb because no one really truly follows through with them but i think it's good to set goals but i i hate resolutions um you know i quit drinking i quit well i, I don't want to say quit drinking i took a break from drinking and i took a break from dipping i'm back to that but i took a break you know i was drinking two monsters a day every single day i was stopping it like i when i looked at when i finally like kind of sat there for a minute my boss actually was the one that said it to me because he can do math in his head like freaking some math magician or something. But he was like, so you go to the gas station, you get two monsters, a can of dip, and I got an Amish pie every single morning. Every every day on the way to work, I'd stop. You know, that's, you know, we'll say, we'll just, we'll say it's 20 bucks. So say you do that five times a week, there's a hundred or what, 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. Four weeks so and then we got four times 12 is 12 48 uh 60 right 60 and then 72 720 bucks a month and when you put that into perspective like 720 bucks a month at the gas station you're like whoa that's 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 almost, that's, that's like a paycheck almost yeah that's and, almost a rent payment somewhere yeah and like that was the point where it hit me i was like holy shit i might need to take a step back from this but like that's going off of what you said you don't realize what money's worth until you're older because like you know when we're younger we're like well i want why can't i get like a, a gatorade or whatever you don't realize how much that stuff's like gas stations that stuff starts to add up on you or think about back in the day um i think middle school is when they started becoming a thing elite socks man Oh, good God. I don't, why did those ever become a thing first off? <laughs> Dude, they were $15 a pair. And like, we all, for, everybody had them. Everybody had them. And they were $15 a pair for just two socks. <laughs> like $15 <laughs> for two socks. Like, man, Let's I will. up the back. <laughs> yeah. 
now you see people with elite socks on you're like dude those were out of style like five years ago <laughs> i think i would i don't know the last time i wore elite socks because i wore them i may have worn freshman year no because they gave us socks so i wore those socks for games but like you know senior year was probably the last time i i wear them now for work that i still have them they're my work yeah, they, they are comfy i will give yeah. them that they are super comfy and they do breathe pretty well so <laughs> yeah so we, we got sidetracked on that question but hey that's the, that's besides the point um all right, I'll hit you with this one. We got risk, dealing with death, and stress. Risk. This is actually my question I threw in. No, I bet. It hit me, and I was curious. I didn't even come up with an answer. Now I wish I would have because now i got to sit here and think about it. <laughs> but what is one thing you haven't done but want to? Ooh, um... One thing I haven't done that I want to is skydiving. I would I would love to do that. I'm kind of I'm kind of weird about heights sometimes. Um, when I was younger, I was like super afraid of heights. But now that I mean, I've been on airplanes and stuff and it doesn't really bother me. But I feel like just the feeling of jumping out of a plane and just feeling gravity on you and just like the fact that you're like free falling. And you know how you get that feeling when you're on like a roller coaster or something, that feeling in your stomach. I can't imagine having that feeling for like a whole fall or something like that. I think it'd be so cool. How long does a skydive actually last? I've never, that, that's something that literally <laughs> just popped in my head. Like how long, how long are you in the air? Like, like yeah, honestly, I don't know, but I feel like some of the videos I see of people skydiving, they're up there for like, <laughs> it seems like an hour or two. <laughs> I'm about to look this up because I'm curious. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got my dual monitors now. So it's kind of, Oh, Wow. I can uh, look stuff up during the podcast, but we're we're gonna we're gonna look at this because how long? Hold on, here we go. How long are you in the the air when skydiving? Hey, it's a question that first popped up. <laughs> One minute and twenty seconds. Wow, that's it. A Holy free fall crap. time. So I don't know. I mean that. So a free fall time that might be just the. You have holy a thousand feet every five seconds. So going up to eighteen thousand feet will give you a whopping one minute and twenty seconds of free fall time. And then you gotta add in like parachute too. Mm -hmm. So you're probably up there for what? You know, not even five minutes. Right. Depending on how high you go up and jump. I don't know what people jump. Yeah, I don't know like the basic requirements of skydiving, but this wow, one yeah. thirty seconds. So this one says 10,000 feet. That means you'll be free falling for approximately 30 seconds, 14,000 feet, 60 seconds, and 18,000 feet is 90 seconds. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's surprising. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it'd That's be probably going to be the longest minute of your life. Though. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Of course. I, then again, I'd be like, hey, can, can I go do that again? Like, <laughs> that was only like five minutes. I want to do it again. That's crazy. So one thing that i have yet to do that i want to do i want to go out west i've always i've been i lately for the past like i don't know year ever since i graduated really i've been like on the verge of literally just packing up moving out west and figuring it out like montana wyoming you know me that'd be freaking i'd be in heaven but <laughs> yeah you would that's my like so when i was dating my ex her dad goes out the is it Colorado, Montana, somewhere out west? And he elk hunts every year and like goes to this ranch and stuff. It's like, yeah, you can come out with me. And I'm like, the problem is, I go out there, I ain't coming back with you. I'm, <laughs> right. I'll stay there. I'll figure it out. 
Yeah. I know I'd love it, but I, I want to at least go out and visit. It's something in the next five years I want to make sure, like, I get out west somewhere and just, you know, at least visit. Um, I, even for a minute, started looking at ranch jobs and was like, screw it. But I also, then I kind of had the realization, hey, these student loans aren't cheap and you got to pay those back. So I don't know if you're making enough money to do that. So Hey, shout out to Biden, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shout out to Biden. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, going out west is something that I want to do. And, you know, when I actually, I don't, I don't know if I told you this, but like I was talking to mom and dad one day this summer. I got home. I, this was when I wasn't even living at home. And I moved, I came home or I came here and I stopped by and I was like, hey, you know, I was talking to him. I was like, what would you do if I said, like, I've been contemplating just finding a job out west and going out west? And they both looked at me and were like, do it. And I was like, what huh <laughs> like uh, i didn't really expect it and they're like if you're gonna do it now's the time to do it because you have nothing tying you down and i was like right. oh, that's a very good point because like and they i think mom told me one night this was a couple years ago but she was like you know i always thought you'd be the one to like go away and like not come back essentially like move away to a different state or like move mm -hmm. far away and i was like oh I, the, the, my problem is is i got eight nieces and nephews that i love to death that it'd be real hard to kind of just walk away, especially when they're this young. It's like, I yeah. have kids, but I don't have kids. It's a lot different too, when it's not just a drive to go see them and you have to actually plan a trip and a plane ticket and everything. Yeah, you like gotta, that. It, even if you, you can't just come for like one day and then you got to take off work and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. And, but yeah, it's, I'll, I'll end up out West, even if it's for a week but uh, we'll see what happens time time is the most valuable asset man and we got a lot of it so but you only have a limited amount of it too that's, that's the true that's true so but next question Ooh, i want to do this one because it's an interesting one this one's from Allie too it's called food okay and i when she asked this i was kind of confused i didn't know <laughs> I, I didn't even know how i was going to answer this but what is one food that scares you? Ooh. I've wow. never thought about this, but it's a good question. Um, See, I'm not me, a picky eater, though, so that's hard for me. Like, I, yeah, I I'm not a, anything. I'm not a picky eater either, but I wouldn't say I have one specific food that scares me, but it's like a group of foods, like seafood. And, and I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just because we grew up in Ohio, and it's just not <laughs> like you can go out and, like, catch us a nice nice meal but i mean i guess you can but it's not like exotic seafood no we're but, eating, like, um, catfish and shit <laughs> yeah but um it's just i don't know something about seafood just scares me like even like I've, I've tried like multiple types of seafood but it's just like i think a lot of it's the texture yeah definitely it definitely has a different texture than like you know the farm food that we're used to here mm -hmm. yeah see i don't like for me, like I used to be, I was like, oh, I'm not going to like shrimp. I'm never going to eat shrimp or, but now I love shrimp. So I don't know, but <laughs> it's like you, seafood was like for me, I was the same way, but like it started to grow on me, but one food that scares me, I honestly can't say it'd have to be something like 
it wouldn't be something I guess that would we'd eat here. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. It'd be something like that they eat overseas or like India or something or like some weird stuff that they find normal that we find weird. Like mm-hmm. don't they eat like freaking brains and crap somewhere overseas or something? Uh I have heard of people eating brains. I'm not sure eat exactly. Brain or something. I don't know. They like I don't know. Like I couldn't and I don't know because don't technically i don't know if it's i don't think it's legal in the united states but like can't don't people eat horses somewhere i mean i'm i'm people probably eat anything (laughs) i mean you know i don't know if i could eat it i bet you someone's tried to i don't know if i could eat horse like it it sounds weird because like you know i eat eat cows and i eat deer all the freaking time but horse like I, i don't know i don't know i don't really have anything that comes into my mind exactly but it'd be you know, don't they eat uh, fish eggs or something? Too? I don't know. Now I'm just thinking of weird food. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going back to the trusty computer. Weird foods people eat. <laughs> to be like paper clips. Okay. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Tuna eyeballs is in Japan. Okay. I don't know what ballot, but ballot, the, the Philippines. Fried teratantalus—I don't know what the hell that word is. White ant egg soup. What? I don't know. Now we're just going down this chicken feet, bro. What? No, that can't be real. East Asia? Okay, it can't be real. I don't know. All right, we're going down a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down anymore. But yeah, I don't know. Some people eat some weird things, but I—I I don't really have anything off the top of my head. But we're down to three questions. It's crazy. Oh. I might have to come up with more. I don't know. We'll see. We got dealing with death, stress, money, or life. Um, let's go. Let's go dealing with death. Let's get this one. This one is from Anonymous, and it's a deeper question. The only reason I did it is because it sounds bad. But um, so I'm I'm kind of taking this format off the Granger Smith podcast. For those of you who know me, you know I love Granger Smith. His podcast. Now he gets a lot more people to email him questions because he's a lot bigger name. But people email him questions like this all the freaking time. And I was like, you know what? We're gonna give it a shot. See how it goes. But my fiance of two and a half years just passed away, and I'm not sure how to handle it. Oh, so the question is how how would how would basically I yeah it? how how should you handle it? And that's a tough one, kind of for both of us because I don't feel like we've really lost anybody. Like we haven't really lost anybody like that. Mm-mm. Um, um, I would just relate back to what I said earlier in the, on this uh, podcast, and pretty much everything happens for a reason. Um, that reason, I mean, you're never gonna figure out that reason really. Especially if someone that close to you, um, someone that near and dear to your heart passes away. But um, just know that um, the higher power has bigger plans for you in store. And it's just, I don't know, it's hard because like if, if that if that were to happen to me, I know I'm, I, anyone would. You're going to take it very hard and it's going to, you're going to question like, like, why 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 did this happen like why me da 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 but you just gotta kind of look at yourself and just keep going and know that that person that you loved who passed away would want you to continue on with your life 
mm-hmm. and what and just kind of know that you have a guardian angel over you now too exactly that's one thing i was going to say is know that they are over always watching over you like we always have somebody on our over watching over us in my opinion uh whether you believe in the higher power or not um i feel like there's always like there's i i feel no one knows for sure but it, you know it it helps to know that or believe that there is something there is a higher power there is somebody watching over you um no they might they i don't know the circumstance of the death or like anything like that but you know that that might have helped their suffering you never know what exactly was going on um but my my biggest piece of advice i could probably give um and you could use this in a breakup you could use this in a lot of things because like we all go through those points where we feel like everything's against us and we're just down take that time to grieve it's you're supposed to grieve like it is a healthy thing it's it's actually unhealthy to hold your emotions in like it take that time to grieve but also don't take advantage of that time in a way like don't you can't fixate on it forever i'm not saying that that feeling's not gonna that feeling's not gonna go away but you like you said you have to move on with your life um but but take the time to you know take it in and like grieve and like you're allowed to cry it's okay to cry you're allowed to you know feel the pain but it take the time to grieve and then eventually like you got to pick yourself up and just keep moving because if you sit there and you know you you grieve too long and like you you hold on to this um idea that you wish was still here like we you will get stuck and you'll never go forward in life yeah, and uh, <clears throat> another point, um, just based off what you said about um, take the time to grieve, um, it, it is more harmful to hold that in because say you you don't take any time to grieve, you're right back into life. And two, two, three months down the road, something bad happens to you again. And then everything that you held in from that time, um, from that, that death, and then to this point where this next bad thing happens to you, it's all going to hit you at once. And it's going to be 10 times worse than if you would have dealt. Well, you can't really deal with it, but you can grieve, you can grieve the death and then you can, you can make it easier on yourself to, so other things don't affect you as much, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of that. I kept a lot of things in like we're, we're guys, we're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to do this, but like I realized where when I find like because I you know I had a temper problem I had I got angry like that and you know I say oh, I'm just like my dad but like at the same time like you control your temper no one else controls that for you you're the one that's in control of it but you know what I started to finally realize is why I was blowing up was the fact that I keep everything I kept everything in and just wouldn't talk about it wouldn't express my emotions about things and then when finally you get you hit a breaking point and it mm-hmm. just you snap and it it's not healthy and that's when I finally realized like, Hey, this isn't healthy. And you know what, even if people want to call me a little girl or something, I don't care. At least now I know I'm not getting like, I'm not blowing up. I'm, you know, even if you just like, I think a big thing too, like this person could use it journal. I journal every day, which, you know, people might think it's weird for a guy to journal, but there's a lot of guys out there that do journal and you don't have to write a bunch, you know, sometimes in like Granger Smith actually talks about this and he's like, you know, I look back at my journal sometimes like from a year ago, from a month ago, and it's crazy how much you'll see like how things will change Mm -hmm. or see, hey, things are going kind of downhill. Like it's time to 
we might have to pick this up a little bit, but it's good to get your thoughts out or get your emotions, even if you just write them down, at least you're in the stepping in the right direction. Yeah, I feel that for sure. I don't I don't journal, but I write songs when especially like if I'm feeling down or just any type of emotion that I feel like I need to get off my chest, I'll just write songs. And it's pretty much the same as journaling. It's just gathering your thoughts and then like creating something from those thoughts and just like allowing your creative side or just allow allow your emotions emotions to take over a little bit there. Mm -hmm. It's okay to express express emotions. That's kind of where we're going with but yeah i mean honestly oh sorry nope, but one thing like uh, i i used to hold everything in too and i still i still do to a point but it just makes me think that it i wouldn't i mean i'm not blaming sports by any means on, on this but it's like back when we were young in youth sports bro you did not cry mm-hmm. like if you cried like everybody like no you, you don't cry you're hurt don't cry like it was like instilled in our brain that we weren't allowed to cry no matter what the pain was, what the feeling was. And I'm glad things are changing now to where mental health is like on the agenda to where like you're allowed to express emotion. And I just hope anybody listening to this podcast or anybody I talk to in the future, I just hope you know that you can always, always express emotion and just let people know how you're feeling and you don't have to feel vulnerable about your feelings. Yeah, because like, you know, I remember I actually sent uh, Alex a couple TikToks one night when I was like, you know, just in a down spot and he calls me and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, none. He's like, bullshit. What? Tell me what's going on. Like, and it's just, but you look at one of those things and like when you finally start talking to people, because sometimes we're afraid to talk to people because, you know, we don't want them to think we're a, a pussy or whatever, but mm-hmm there's a lot of times when I finally like open up like some of my guy friends, it's like all of a sudden they're like, dude, I've been through the same thing. Or like, I'm going through this right now. Or like all of a sudden you're like, all right, like I I feel better now. One, I just talked about it. And two, like the other people go through it. Like we all go through shit and it's okay to open up and talk about it, you know, and kind of going off what you said, like with sports, like, yeah, we didn't cry on the field, but like, you know, as well as I do, when I got to that locker room, I fucking would lose my shit. But oh, me lost. too. <laughs> that, that's the thing because we were just freaking competitors and we hated losing. Yeah. We and then you know you hear it all the time. We hated losing more than we loved winning. Mm-hmm. But it's like I think they were trying to instill that toughness. But back in the day, like back when we it was worse when before like, with our parents and stuff. But like you know they were trying to instill toughness, but also they I feel like it was almost like you couldn't express emotion, like you said, like you weren't allowed like it was looked down upon to express Mm -hmm. emotion and like i think there's a fine line between that like yeah you got to be tough like you know you rolled your ankle quit crying quit being a bitch Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you i remember i've actually talked about on this podcast when i broke my elbow in that walnut ridge game you came over grabbed my shoulder pad and said get up quit being a pussy (laughs) i don't even remember that i'm weak i remember that (laughs) because i was holding my elbow and i was like fuck but yeah um i mean it was just like you know it's okay to express emotions like don't be a pussy but at the same time you can express yourself it's okay so we got two more questions oh you got some more off this let's go no i was just gonna say i do i have heard some stories and i do remember like i that was i mean yeah our senior year i was just on the field i was just so intense with things man like 
Oh, I remember they, one time. As well as I do, I didn't want to lose, and I didn't want to come out of that game either. Right, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Jess, I mean, hell, Jesse made me give him mom's number um, that next day because he's like, you're not going to go get an x-ray. And I'm like, yeah, I will. He's like, no, you won't. Give me your mom's number. I'm like, fuck. All right, I'll go get the x-ray. Yeah, you're probably just going to tape it up and keep playing. I played the whole game. I mean, I was in pain. But... Oh, I bet. I'm. Yeah, that was wicked. Oh, uh, dude, but hey, those those fr- that Friday night definitely always helped. <laughs> oh, Friday, every Friday night, Dante and Kyle and who else? Uh, Zane, Cal Scott, Cal Scott, good old Cal Scott. It was us. What was that? Five, us five mm-hmm. every Friday night at my house. Home games, we had the bonfires in my house, and then away games, we still just came over. Mama Nixon always had those pizza rolls ready. Oh yeah. Time. <laughs> Scott still brings it up. We've talked about it because uh, he's been on the podcast twice or three times, and we still talk about that almost every episode. We're like, dude, I remember those Friday nights. He's like, your mom always had those pizza rolls. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, they were the best tasting pizza rolls I have ever tasted to this day. I promise you that. She would make them in the oven. Like as soon as she'd get home from the game, she'd put a whole thing in the oven and then throw them in a crock pot and turn it on warm just to keep them ready for us. And we'd literally, it'd be two in the morning and we'd be sitting there eating them. And now that next day when we're running that mile, it felt like death, but it was whatever. But we got two more questions left and I'll, did I just, did you just pick that one or did I? I don't even remember. I picked it. So you picked the next one. All right. I got this one. We got money or life and stress. Oh, uh, save stress for the last question. Money or life, we got it's from Carter. He actually asked me this, and I completely bombed the question when he asked me this on that episode because I did not understand the question. So if you don't understand the question, ask me because it took me a minute. It was when I was re-listening to the episode that I was like, wow, I'm an idiot. But <laughs> if someone walked up to you right now and said, here's $10 million, you can have this, you're going to die tomorrow. Do you take that $10 million and die tomorrow? Or do you take nothing and continue the life you're living? Me personally, I, I really enjoy life and I enjoy every, everything, like every, everything I do on a day-to-day basis. Even if it's just like, like I said, I work from home sometimes. And if it's just me waking up, opening up my laptop and starting work that way, and not really doing much all day, I still enjoy that and the little experiences that come with that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, $10 million is life-changing, but how's it going to change your life if you have no more life after that? Exactly. So that's kind of my answer there. See, that's where he was going with the question, and I took it completely wrong. I was thinking, like, I'm dying tomorrow either way. That's what I oh, was yeah. And I was like, you get $10 million or you don't get $10 million. And I was like, I... I'm, is this a trick question? Like, I think I'd take the ten million dollars knowing I'm going to die tomorrow. But yeah, I so. But yeah, I 100% agree, and I want to rephrase my answer for my loyal listeners who have listened to the episodes and know that I bombed that question. I would 100% choose life. <laughs> I uh, would 100% choose you know what I have now because you know I've also I think we as we get older we come to realize like money isn't everything. It, it can't buy your happiness. It, it really can't. Like, you can't buy happiness. It can buy fun, but it can't buy, like, that fun only lasts for so long. Like, what can you buy that lasts forever? Right. You can't buy a new brain or buy a new, a new way of thinking. If you're still, if you're still depressed, you're going to be depressed if you have $10 million, if you don't have $10 million. Just look at how many celebrities, like, 
you, you see it all the time. Celebrities talk about their mental health and, you know, like you're, people are like, oh, what, what are you like? What are you complaining about? You have like this nice car. You have a nice house. You, you like have everything you want or whatever. But like they're still not happy. It's not and it's not because they want more or anything. It's because like they I think they you come to realize like this doesn't buy me happiness. It buys you fun for a little bit of time. But there comes a point when it's like not fun anymore. And there comes a point where you still have to deal with yourself and you being alone. So if you don't like yourself, you're not going to like yourself with $10 million. You're not going to like yourself without $10 million. You, it all comes down to like your perspective of life and um, how you value life and how you value yourself too. A hundred percent. But we're on to the last question. Perfect. Oh, no. perfect timing. In my opinion, uh, we're, we're at, Roughly an hour recording time, plus all the other stuff. So we're probably a little over an hour, but that's good. I like this one, though. Um, it's from Tyler. It's another one from Tyler. I'll get old Tyler rough. But what can people do to, say, to stay normal and not stress themselves to death? I believe that's the question. I want to check and make sure I didn't, like, paraphrase it when I wrote it down. But mm -hmm. I think, because I almost feel like there should be more to that question. Now I gotta find Tyler because I think he sent it to me on Snapchat. Yeah, what? What can people do to stay normal and not stress themselves to death? So basically, like, how can you control your stress levels? We'll put it that way. Um, for me, so honestly, I don't think I really realized what stress was until I went away to college. Because I was stress in high school, but it wasn't yeah. stress at all. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Because I mean, I never really knew what stress was until I went to college, and like with all the work, um, practice, the schedule, like you hardly have any time for yourself. And when you do have time for yourself, you're usually doing homework. So it's for me when I when dealing with stress. I kind of approach it the same way I approach like bad when bad things happen to me of everything happens for a reason, but I approach it as in like control what you can control. Mm -hmm. If you, if you have something, say you have, um, we'll just do a school example. Say you have a project due at the end of the week and you haven't started it. Today's Wednesday. So what can you control in that situation? You can control starting that to make it so you don't have to stay up all night, Thursday night. And that's kind of how I approached, um, like, like schoolwork too. Half of it, or like yeah. a portion of it, it'll save you, you know, another hour the next night. Exactly. So that's how I kind of learned to approach life problems like that too. Um, just because in in school at Worcester you have like a a senior independent study, and it's pretty much just like a project that you work on with an advisor. It's solely your project. Da da da. I'm not gonna explain it too much, but um, I learned that like yeah you have this big you have this big like um like checkered flag at the end like this would be the finished project but you have to hit all those little mile markers in between and the only way to do that is to work on it or just to control what you can control and that's hitting those mile marker markers until you hit that checkered flag so with life and just stress in general control what you can control if something is stressing you out that you you can't control it shouldn't be stressing you out because you can't control it it's going to happen to you no matter what mm -hmm. um and that's pretty much yeah that's my answer for that one going off of that so i was going to take i'm going to take a different approach to answering this but i like everything you just said is 100 right but 
you know, like you talked about those mile markers and I look at sometimes like things like a ladder and you can't climb a ladder when the spaces are so far apart. Like, you know, you can't space. It's good to have more steps because you get those little wins mm-hmm. and those little wins. When you, if you have this goal and you're stressing about, you know, or you have this project and you're stressing about, it, you know, even if you, you were like, Hey, I just wanted to find one website that will help me with this uh, project. And you know what? You find that one. That's a little win right there. And that's a good thing. Like those little wins are important because you need those little wins. You need wins in life to continue. Like, otherwise you just feel like that's where I catch myself all the time when I'm working on the podcast or working on, you know, whatever I start like working myself up sometimes. Cause I get, I start like making, I need to do this, 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 this. And I'm like, I need to stop like saying I need to do all of this and be like, all right, here's the one goal I want to get accomplished right now. I'm going to get that done. And then we'll talk about the next goal because like you can't start like, I think when we compile so many things that we need to get done or whatever, we look at the big, big scheme of things. Sometimes you just got to look, narrow your vision to one thing and that'll help reduce that stress. And another thing, in my opinion, for stress is to find something you like to do that is stress-free i'm sure for you it's probably like making music mm-hmm. tyler we know what tyler's is it's freaking fishing that man <laughs> do anything for fishing like that i know tyler's not asking this question as like he needs advice i for say mm-hmm. at least i don't think so i think it's just more of like a general question but like you know for tyler it'd be fishing for me anymore it's like working on this podcast or you know from i also do this thing called tree therapy where i go sit in a tree stand for you know four or five hours every night and it's great it's because you know people can have their opinions on hunting and whatever they want to say even if you don't go hunt go sit out in the woods for you know two hours and tell me your head isn't cleared by the time you're done because it is one of the most stress relieving things in my opinion like just being outside first off and breathing in fresh air and just like you know you're alone with your thoughts and it's good to like just kind of you almost take a deep breath and you're like, you know, I'm not worried about anything else right now. Like I am outside. I like it. And it's even cool too. Like I'll have deer come in that I know I'm not shooting and everything, but like, it is just awesome to sit there and like, just watch like how they operate and watch. I freaking hate squirrels, but watch the squirrels go after each other, whatever. But like, it's really cool sometimes. Like I've had a freaking groundhogs walk right behind my stand. I'm like, you come out here and you're going to end up somewhere else but uh it's just like you know it's cool to watch everything like you know life that we it, it's cool to slow down sometimes and like i think that's an important thing is to find a hobby find something that you like to do that doesn't feel like work that doesn't feel like you're stressing over it like just find something that's relaxing you know what if it's freaking sitting out back on your lawn chair drinking a beer then that's what it is find whatever it is and it's like you need that time, even if it's just hanging out with your friends or whatever, but you need something that kind of where you're not stressed. Like you got to everybody has that one thing that helps them like where they're not they don't feel stressed at all when they're doing it. And I think that's important to have. It's um, sometimes you just need a break from life, too. I mean, with like even just circling back to the whole social media thing, you wake up and I mean, there's stress instantly if you get on social media you'll see something that you probably don't like so much or something that makes you feel some type of way that is just like wow okay I wish I didn't see that but you need 
you need to find, like Cole was saying, you need to find a place to to collect your thoughts, but it's only your thoughts. It's not it's not something you're reading on your phone that's like making you think a certain way. It's literally letting your mind just explore itself kind of kind of just um one thing that was helping me when I was getting super stressed out was um binaural beats and meditation um and pretty much all I would do is like I would just play a binaural beat from YouTube in my ears and I would just lay down like I'm kind of taking a nap but like my brain would still be awake and it would just you just kind of let your mind wander and you'll you'll be surprised how creative you can get when you start doing that 100% and like it's basically that's why i think it's like you brought up the social media again that's why i think it's important like not to look at your phone it's it's hard habit to break because we get Mm -hmm. into that habit it is a very hard like i'll i'll be honest like when i first first couple days especially when you're waking up you don't you're not really thinking much you're just like i grab my phone i look at it but then like i caught myself a couple times and i'm like wait no and i put it down and i'd go downstairs and i'd at least like you know make my coffee jump in the shower or whatever do that real quick and then i do that but it's like when you do that, you almost feel like relieved in a way when you mm-hmm. don't, when the first thing you do isn't to look at your phone because, you know, you might get on there and your freaking girlfriend texted you because you guys were having an argument the night before and boom, instantly you're pissed off already to start your day. I think we should start every single day in a good mood. We should end every single day in a good mood. It's not easy to do. Not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying I 100% do it all the time. But like, I think we should, like, you know, at the end of the day, or no matter where you're at, that's why, you know, people always talk about like some of the best relationship they give is like, don't go to bed mad at each other. Because like, if you go to bed mad at each other, you're going to wake up mad at each other. Yeah. If you sure. go to bed, Hey, we're having a fight or Hey, I'm having a bad day, but guess what? I'm going to set that day aside. Tomorrow's a new day. We may have to pick this back up or whatever the argument or whatever, or, you know, if it, you're having a bad day, you can just be like, you know what? I'm having a bad day. This day's over. Nothing I can do to change it now. Might as well have a good day tomorrow or like finish this day in a good mood. Like, I think it's important to go to bed happy and like, you know, set the bad things behind because we never know if it's going to be a bad or good thing, but set it behind and just move on from it. I have to revisit it, but like when you go to bed, you should go to bed happy. Right. And uh, just building off your point of like not um, looking at your phone as soon as you wake up, that was actually one of my goals for this um, new year is because, I mean, usually like I would wake up, I'd hear my alarm, I'd grab my phone, and then you do the typical lay in bed for 10 minutes, just scrolling through things. And I mean, now, like what I'm trying to do is just wake up, my alarm goes off, I can like lay in bed for the 10 minutes if I want to, but I can't touch my phone for that 10 minutes. I, I can collect my thoughts, figure out my plan for the day, so on and so forth. But I, I'm trying to make it a point to myself to like get my own little morning routine down that doesn't involve social media, Snapchat, stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, the person, the only person who has you 100% of the time is yourself. And you always have to, you just have to make sure yourself or you as yourself is 100% good all the time as well. I 100% agree with everything, but we're out of questions. That's a, that's a wrap. That was a good one. I really like that one. Do you guys like that one? I don't know why I'm asking that like people can answer. <laughs> hey, if you guys liked it, then you have to subscribe. You have to rate. You have to review. And if you liked it, send me a message or send your question over to roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. But that's a wrap. 
on the 70th episode of the Roughnecks podcast. Thanks, Dante, for coming on, being a guest. Cole, I appreciate you for having me, man. I'm so glad I finally got to make it on here, and I hope this isn't the last time I'm on here. Hey, we'll let the fans decide. How about that? If you guys like Dante, go over to YouTube. First off, subscribe. Trying to build those YouTube subscribers. But go over to YouTube, comment on this episode, and say more Dante. We'll bring Dante (laughs) back on for Q&A Fridays. If you guys like Q&A Fridays, start sending in your questions and we'll start. I might make this like an every, you know, right now I'm doing it every 10 episodes, but it could turn into an every two week thing, every week thing, whatever. But um, if you guys like it, let me know. But you guys know the deal. Life is hard. It's going to knock us down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks out. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you like today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See you all next week. Roughnecks out.